What up? What up? What up? Yo, guys, it's your girl Stephanie and Taylor Hosking, and this is the first episode of In the Cut. Word. So, Stephanie and I were cooling out at our house, thinking about some senior year projects we wanted to get into, and and we decided to join the the podcast wave. That's yeah. That's going on right now, so here we are. The podcast renaissance, you know. But, yeah, and we were thinking that we wanted a space to be able to reflect on different aspects of Penn and Philly and also some of the, like, pop culture things that we're following right now. Yeah, and how we kind of created our own spaces here at Penn. I guess we could talk about a little bit how we... We're seniors, um, and so we've been at Penn for like four years, which is super wild and kind of scary, but I don't know. When I was a freshman, I lived in the basement of the quad, and <laughs> she was a little gremlin, and wouldn't leave my my room unless I had class, and I remember Courtney and Ian were my only friends, and I was low-key really depressed, and I hated mm. Penn, thought everyone was pretentious. And I was always just sad. And so, mm. s- and I, I went home that summer and I was like, why, why do I feel this way? I came back sophomore year, joined African Rhythms, joined Spectrum. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and didn't look back. And now I'm like really enjoying it. And, but I kind of had to seek out the spaces for me to feel more comfortable at Penn and, now I, I love Penn and I love the spaces that I'm in. Shout out to everyone that I love. Um, and all her millions of senior societies. Lord chill, have mercy. Chill, chill, um, chill. <laughs> uh, why don't you talk about a, a little bit about yourself, Tay? Um, yeah, I feel like I had a little bit of an opposite start here. So I was like very social freshman year. <laughs> ready to just, you know be on the scene all the time um be at different frat parties and stuff i ended up joining a pan hell sorority at one point Yikes. um all right <laughs> all right um met some cool people but it wasn't really for me and also getting more into journalism stuff and um studied abroad we both studied abroad we then both did, huh? <laughs> came back hung out with some spectrum people some jazz and grooves people and now (laughs) it's senior year big things pop and little things stopping weird um i guess we just kind of wanted to create this this podcast to talk about ideas thoughts people places that aren't traditionally talked about in the dp and shed a light on really really cool people that are just in the cut people don't know about them and um yeah here we are and part of this is also because i think some people don't really acknowledge that Penn does have a very particular culture and like um it's it can be overwhelming sometimes to feel like you don't ascribe to it or you're not necessarily a part of it Mm. and I think that was a lot of my struggle freshman year feeling like I want to be a part of this school and then like slowly realizing that I'm actually not into a lot of the stuff that like goes on people are into yeah yeah it could feel kind of suffocating or exclusionary but 
we want we want to make this podcast as inclusionary as possible and talk about interesting things, cool things. Word word. Um, um yeah, so let's get into this. Let's talk about let's talk about something that has been on my mind for the past 72 hours. Let's talk about Solange's new album. A seat at the <laughs> table because yes. that was just so you know I it's kind of early to make these grand statements about this album but that album touched me like my soul inside and <laughs> it was just so beautiful and so empowering and creative and and just aesthetically just so captivating and um thought it was super super beautiful and the fact that she like had total control over like the production and the visuals and just everything together was just awesome I think mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it was kind of similar to I mean not similar in terms of what it the project was to Beyonce's visual album but it was also nice that she dropped like a couple Um, videos right after the album and they were the kinds of videos that like each scene or each slide like was kind of a metaphor in and of itself which was pretty cool Mm -hmm. like it was definitely making more statements than just being aesthetically pleasing carefree black girl kind of thing yeah um I I definitely thought it was very empowering and just listening to like songs like um mad where it's kind of like very delicate and dreamy and like sounds like a lullaby kind of but like talking about very heavy things like i i I have a right to be mad about what's happening in society right now i i like don't make me feel um some type of way for having like i'm i i should be able to feel mad i should be able to feel sad like don't take these feelings that i'm feeling for granted type of type of deal mm-hmm. um what, what was one of your favorite songs on that, on that um one? definitely fubu definitely. um which stands for for us by us it was really good really unapologetically saying that like this is a song in space for peeps of color <laughs> yeah that was one of my favorite i really really like don't touch my hair too and Sanfa and Solange dancing just so carefree just like kind of I don't know that really re- resonated with me because that reminds me when we're just kind of dancing doing our own thing like mm-hmm. not giving a care about what's going on and just like in that moment feeling super super alive and I like that she didn't feel the need to put like a song on there that was definitely going to be able to be played at a party or something like that like right. she stuck more with the vibe and feelings and lyrics and stuff definitely definitely and weary is another one of my favorites um yeah and she also apparently her and her husband directed Directed. the music videos together Um, just like goals really goals family goals i felt like one of the videos was also kind of a continuation of her really popping wedding photos yeah i um I read something about uh, the the 25-year-old, like, Spanish woman who took all the photos for, like, the digital booklet, and um, I think a lot of it was, like, on analog film, which is really, really cool. 
Word. And we've also been watching a lot of Atlanta. Um, the show is wildly amazing. Yeah. Like, Atlanta, for people who don't know, is Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino's. Like, projects. Um, yeah. It's his new show on FX. He's the protagonist but i think he also like wrote and directed a lot of it yeah shout out to fx though because most times when you're trying to watch a show you need to have like a sign in or something or like someone's password and username and like <laughs> have to do all these things F- fx literally or hit gives up you the dark web word <laughs> F- like fx literally gives you like an hour of like free like this is your free time to to watch these shows so i i, I appreciate that fx shout out to y'all um yeah, one of my favorite scenes in Atlanta was when they're in the waiting room or in the jail cell waiting to be called uh, Ern and Paperboy, who are one, two of the main characters. And um, it just deals a lot with like mental health and homophobia and police brutality all in like a matter of like five minutes. So you really have to it's kind of, and then the scene just like cuts. So it's like a lot of things to process, but also really lighthearted and funny in like the next scene and it's like a a cool line that the writers and the directors all kind of like weave in all these really important heavy things but also keeping it really um understandable and relatable it also made me wonder like i mean i'm sure these kinds of things um that are going on in atlanta are going on in Atlanta, the show, are going on in real life, but I was also just, like, how exaggerated is this stuff? Like, what's up? It just made me more curious, I guess, um, than Like, the whole, like, kind of passively trying to get into the music industry, or? Oh, just, like, how quickly violence can escalate over something that is seemingly not important Hmm. and stuff. I'm sure things like that go on yeah throughout the u.s um but i like how it's just kind of i don't know i feel like it's not od in terms of the interactions like um earn and his like baby mom and like him just like (laughs) baby mom yeah baby mama okay whatever um (laughs) um him just like smoking in the car with his friends like it's like very like chill interactions um that kind of like I don't know normalize like it's not some fireworks and stuff like they get down like really really colorful or like too uh, too much but it's still like really relatable definitely entertaining that I really like. De- yeah definitely entertaining definitely yeah. relatable um yeah so this episode we are also gonna be sitting down and chatting with Austin Spence who is our one of our friend, homies awesome ho- human being yeah and he's definitely one of those people that like created his own path his own community here and um is, has like a unique energy for sure but yeah cool cool definitely um let's talk about let's talk about us is that a song um, I thought you were going to say, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the Oh, deal. Taylor, do you think I can sing? No, I mean, you keep trying to convince me. But do you actually believe that or you're just trying to dampen my, my spirits? 
I'm I'm not trying to dampen any spirits. I'm just being real and keeping it one hundred. Jamil says I can sing. So if Jamil says it, then it's then it's true. Jamil can sing. Jamil can do every. D- mm. Jamil can <laughs> sing. J- Jamil can dance. Jamil can. Millie rock on any block. Um, Jamil can design beautiful jewelry. Like, can you just put the people on to who Jamil is, Tay? Um, yeah, I they mean, if know. you don't know, like, you're not in the cut. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a really cool luxury jewelry line called Kyrie. Kyrie and, and beautiful. That was so. You didn't do his justice. Do him justice. Like the 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 jewelry is beautiful, gorgeous. And just, like, the aesthetic of the website and the photos of these black women wearing, wearing his beautiful jewelry. It's just, I just have so much love for him, and I wish him the best in, in the future. Um, yeah, and it's very similar to this, like, new wave where people understand that your inspiration, like, your whole product from start to finish, from, like, what you're inspired by to who creates it to how it's sold, who's selling it, etc., can all be black people because mm. mm. we're out here. Definitely. Just <laughs> in in that same line of thought, like, I think a lot of the writers on uh, Atlanta were people of color and, like, Solange's whole team, um, people of color, black folk out here doing doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also on this show, we want to um, get to know and talk with some people who are not a part of the black community, but, like, learn more about their communities and especially the way in which our campus can have all these different enclave worlds, like, coexisting and not necessarily interacting very much and um, people who aren't a part of maybe, let's say, like, south asian society brown town or something like that might not like know much about what's up and with other communities yeah yeah for sure yeah so i mean reach out to us we we want to we want to hear from you guys the the more diverse the show that is the better so hit us up we're on you know social media instagram twitter linkedin Slide in my dms um don't oh my god my sister's telling me how some bull slid into her slid into her LinkedIn DMs. Is that a thing now? Is that happening? Is that a move? Like <laughs> I endorse your skills. <laughs> I think it's weird when people endorse my skills. Yeah, like what? Uh, like who asked you? I mean, hey, we all just trying to get this check. <laughs> I think it's really funny when LinkedIn asks me to endorse other people's skills, especially if it's, like, some friend from high school. It's like, (laughs) does this person know about PowerPoint? Like, probably. (laughs) Yo, I I was on someone, like, a journalist LinkedIn, and he was like, I'm, he's like, what was that? Skills. It said skills, small talk. I was dead. I was like, that's so funny. And, like ironic because like hey (laughs) we all gotta get this check (laughs) um word i just my linkedin went from zero to 100 real quick like (laughs) i got this headshot before like this summer it literally said stephanie hodges university of pennsylvania no photo no nothing no it was empty and then i was like hold up i'm about to graduate i need hold up hold up wait a minute (laughs) y'all thought i was finished (laughs) 
I got this young headshot. I started putting in some work. You get one of those free headshots they were giving out. No, nah, I got it over the summer at the National Urban League. Shout out to the Urban League. Anywell fam. Um, yeah, and I look I look pretty bad if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's see. She's pulling it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the Urban League hooks it up. Sure does. Shout out to uh, Dale. <laughs> she hired me. She's the head of the HR department, y'all. If if you guys want to work there, um, hit me up. Enough chitty chat about LinkedIn, OCR. Ugh. Ugh. What do you? Uh, how's your week? How's your weekend, Tay? Mm, my weekend. Oh, my weekend was actually lit. I don't know why. My first wait, wait, wait. Can we like collectively as millennials use a different word for lit? Like. There's so many words in the English dictionary. Mm. I mean, we also just have a lot of other words for lit, like dope, fire. I don't know. All those sound a little whack now that you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) I really just put you in the hot seat. Um, But, yeah. So, I am... Oh, yeah. This weekend, we had a little housewarming Sorry. thing um it was denim on denim themed we and were really actually, strict about the theme people actually wore it i was and very... it was the first time i've ever been involved with a theme so it was cool we were booing out with the denim on denim huh <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about our experience at the new orican cafe oh my god summer? <laughs> so let me tell y'all one night me and tay were out in the town in Manhattan, I was living in Brooklyn over the summer. She was in the Upper West. Or she was in Philly, but she was always in New York because why leave? Um, and we go to the New Yorkian Cafe. That's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. New Yorkian. New Okay. Um, and we're we were also with our friend um, Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and it was just an open open mic. So you know, or it was actually a slam, which is a competition. Like after each poem you get graded which but usually it was, but it was like weeds open out it was, the like weirdness right but it <laughs> seemed to me that it was just like anything goes anyone went up like no person no after person was like this is my first time performing. okay but like, like no no shade to no first time people like i have so much respect for people who get on stage perform like that takes a lot but this one girl goes on stage she starts singing justin bieber like one time singing fam singing this is poetry slam she starts singing <laughs> bulls like trying to cut her off she continues me and taylor cannot contain our laughter like you know how when you like try to suppress your laughter then it like, comes out 10 times over that was us in this quiet ass hall of people trying to listen to her sing oh, and oh, everyone oh, and was being was, so serious and she was she was she wasn't good singing she was awful she was really she bad was, i mean I'm sorry. It was just <laughs> woo, trash. And trash, trash, the trash. host, before everything had started, he said, make sure everything you do up here is original work written by you. Don't <laughs> sing. She's breaking multiple rules. Everyone's like, okay, is the, are we going to let this play out? They let it play all out to the, the way end. out. Like, it let was, it I couldn't, oh, I couldn't contain myself. I thought it was going to explode. It was too much, too much, too much, too much. Whew. But, yeah, I mean, the New Yorkians kind of, I mean, it's legendary, but 
I feel like it's really well known now. Um, so it's not to in the, the cut point anymore. where everyone, it's definitely not in the cut anymore. Um, so a lot of people Good. are trying to come through and do their stuff. And I guess now it's also a place where a lot of beginners want to try their You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start somewhere. I mean, start where I am not spending $10. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. yeah word well it's been cool it's been cool we're gonna bring through young homie austin now all right so our homie austin has now arrived after being really really late time is money no i'm kidding <laughs> Um, dope. Yeah, so we were, like, brainstorming, who do we know that's in the cut, doing cool things, and I feel like Austin's one of those people who is definitely up to interesting things and, like, a self-starter around these parts. Yeah. Around time. I, I, that's a great, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me retract it, but, um, Tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself, Austin. Yeah, okay. So how, I guess how was your day? My day was kind of crazy. Do you guys want to go there? Let's yeah, let's, let's okay. hear it. So I went to this party last night at 52nd and Walnut. Okay. And it's... um. That's an in-the-cut place, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and so it's this party. It's called Zumu. And they do just like... They have they had a live performer, uh, a band from... Um, from Berlin, actually, but then they just had DJ sets, like, all night. Mm. And they do this often. We actually went to a, a party by the river that they did about two weeks ago. Um, but this was in their space, which is officially at 52nd and Walnut. Um, so we go, and, like, we're partying, and all of a sudden, I realized that it's, like, already 7 a.m. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I went home, and... Uh, Already seven. Where's home these days? Are um, you still at forty six? Forty seven, forty seven contestant. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um so I it was kinda of funny watching it though because I I since getting back from Argentina, I was like wanting a party that went all night and mm. like could get back into that. Yeah, Penn students Penn? are definitely yeah. trying to go home at like <laughs> two or two. Two AM. Yeah, this city be too. In the library in the morning. Oh god, yeah. No. I it's, it's I'm not a fan of it. I and that's why I kind of like um that's also why I really enjoy living off campus because I don't have to be like even um even when I'm not like partying cuz even when I lived on campus I still didn't like party with mm-hmm. Penn and stuff, but it's different to like consistently like be surrounded by it and see it and know that it's happening than to actually live in a separate part of the city where you are like actually just like living there, you mm-hmm. know, opposed to being like you feel like you're in Philly opposed to being like at yeah, Penn. Penn. Yeah, which I really enjoy a lot. Um, but that's actually why I went to, to move into 47th too. But this is where it gets kind of crazy. So I, I go back home with this guy and, um, we, we get home and we're both just like really, really drunk. So Mm -hmm. we immediately pass out. And then like, I wake up this morning and, um, like we're starting to hook up. And then like, while we were hooking up in the middle of that, he started to have a seizure and I thought he was ODing, and my phone was dead, and so was his. So I was like, what the fuck do I do? And thank God my roommate was home oh because, like, he, he like, uh, called the cops. Uh, not the cops. The paramedics. Um, while 
I like held this guy on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so then he um afterwards he was like very he was totally incoherent had no idea what was going on. Oh my god! Um, and you just met him right? Right, wasn't I like just a friend. Yeah. right exactly. Mm-hmm. I had no idea like if he was on something. I and that's why I was like assumed uh, the worst immediately because I was like I, like if he's OD like we need to take care of this now you know. Right. Um. Uh. So yeah. So then the paramedics got there and are talking to him and asking him like, like they asked him what year it was. And he mm. said, 2012. Oh, my yeah. God. And so, yeah, we were like, oh, God. And we convinced him to go to the hospital because he didn't want to go. And we convinced him to go because they said they would, like, send the cops to my house if mm. if he didn't go voluntarily because he was like, you're you're very sick. Like, like your pulse is very faint. Like, you need to be taken care of and we'll be worried about your health. And so then convinced him to go. He leaves his phone there by accident. And then someone keeps calling him. So then Amalia's there, and she actually just left, by the way. Amalia's on the way. Aw, shout out to I'm so glad I got to see her for a little bit. God, it's going to be wild. Mm. Anyways, she walks in in the middle of all of this and is looking for a passport, is freaking out. She's been outside of my house, like, for 30 minutes ringing the bell because she's trying to get in, like, to get her passport. And, um, yeah, so she walks in in the middle of all of this. She passes my roommate actually going up the stairs while he's going down the stairs to let the paramedics in. And she's having her own crisis of her own, you know, so that was, like, just really stressful. And then, um, anyway, she answered the phone, and then the person on the phone was, like, his roommate and was asking, like, where he was. And we're, like, like, he just had a seizure and went to the hospital. And then she was, like, yeah, he has epilepsy, actually. So he just has epilepsy, and that's what was going on. Um, so he wasn't, I mean, he could have been on a drug, but, like... I don't know. He, I mean, if he was doing it in the bathroom or something, then I would assume that that's mm-hmm. a possibility. But yeah, um, so yeah, then I, 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 because I went to bed at like seven and woke up at like noon, a little before noon. Mm-hmm. So that's why I actually was late because I went back to sleep because <laughs> I was like, I need to that's get some fucking night. rest. Oh like, my god. Yeah. So it's not always that's it's wild. not always like crazy fun. That's heavy. I know. Yeah, well, now, now that we've explained a lot, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, and also, so we were also talking earlier today about, like, um, the mainstream, the more mainstream, like, queer community in Philly, uh-huh. like the gayborhood, et cetera. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see I feel recently like what happened with eye candy? Uh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Um, uh, dress code. Well, there's the dress code shenanigans, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, are yeah. basically that Woody's, which is a popular um lgbtq like bar um downtown they have a dress code now where you can't wear timberlands or like athletic um casual casual clothing um and it feels very racially coded especially since woody's um basically has like a segregated other bar inside of itself (laughs) where it's like this secret other back room Mm -hmm. where like all the people of color are shout out to queer poc but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and then do you want to say about the eye candy thing oh yeah um so really just bouncing off that point really quick i noticed that almost all of the clubs like in the neighborhood region actually have like segregated bars that Mm. play like i was at like what was the name of it i think it was called like lawyer i think yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) like a while back and they like had one room where they were just playing r&b music like 
all night, and then they had another room where it was just techno, and that was, like, where all the basses were, you know? <laughs> like, no, really, I mean, I guess, you know, that's where all the, the fan bases go when they go to see that little platform in Voyeur, mm-hmm. um, but anyhow, yeah. So, at Eye Candy, there was a video released of the owner um, saying the N-word, saying that, like, using it in the context of saying that people were trying to get free drink passes or something and he mm. was like used the n-word repeatedly over and over in the video and um and this, this came is the, this is the owner of voyage uh, p- or eye, eye candy. candy yeah 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 um and people were obviously this came right after uh woody's like I- implemented their their dress, dress code, code yeah. yeah um one of our friends was joking around like they're gonna have black doormen enforce racist policies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah what but yeah. yeah i mean the gayborhood was dead anyway so. oh yeah fuck the gayborhood you know yeah. like i'm not i'm not interested at all so yeah i'm just um i'm a regular old senior <laughs> and <laughs> i'm ready to get the hell out of here just like the rest of us um should i say that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. No, I guess that's why we're making this, right? Because we found ways to to survive here in in by forging these own spaces in the cut, you know. Um, which, yeah. Which is yeah, which is exciting. So yeah, that's definitely that. I don't really do that much on campus. I'm I'm in carriage, senior society. Shout out to carriage. Um, shout out to carriage. And yeah, I'm I'm even bad at that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I the one thing I'm a part of, I'm just really bad at like going to things. It's especially now that I live off campus and I'm often like hanging out with like people around the city, it just gets really difficult. But mm-hmm. um that's what I've needed to do to like keep going here and it's been fun. But yeah, I'm study art history and linguistics, um, which is pretty fun I guess. Mm. I did I have I have a lot of variety in like the things that I can take. Um but yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the most, that's the most straightforward stuff. It's mm. all pretty boring, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Word. And where are you from? Oh, yeah. I'm from South Carolina. Mm. Weird. So, yeah. Did you ever, like, did you feel like you knew you wanted to go to college out of South Carolina? Like, how did you end up choosing Penn? Um, this is a really funny slash kind of embarrassing story. I'm excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually had never even thought about going to anywhere outside of the South or even knew about, like, Ivy League schools mm. until I watched The Social Network. Interesting. And, yeah, because it's just, like, <laughs> what a basic-ass <laughs> thing to, like, say Whoa. got me interested in Penn. But it's oh true. God. It's Because, well, it's not even that I really fucked with the film hardcore or anything. I was just... Like, oh, my God, like, there are schools outside of the South. There mm-hmm. are these crazy, like, Ivy League schools. Right. And so then I w- was looking down the list of acceptance, and I was like, hmm, like, everyone says online that Cornell sucks, and Penn has the, like, higher acceptance rate. So I guess... Makes I sense. Mean, yeah. <laughs> like, <to> <laughs> exactly. Not higher acceptance rate, um, but it had it had the next highest acceptance rate on the Ivy's list. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll just apply there. Because I didn't think... I thought there was no chance in hell I would get in you know <laughs> so I applied for Penn the last day I remember it was December 31st wow and I was just like I'm gonna do it because why not you know and then I got in and then oh my god I came so yeah it was it was a last minute sort good of choice like, do you think this is a good choice oh yeah I mean my other options were Emory Tulane or Duke 
And I, if I would have gone to, like, Duke, I would have oh, been, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Like, freaked out. Yeah, so <laughs> I would have been such a different person. Or maybe I would have just been more frustrated. I don't know. Um, mm. But, yeah, so those were my options. And then I came to Penn and had never been to Philly before. That's what's up. Yeah. The so. glow up. Okay. Well, thanks, Austin. Yeah, of course. Being for being our first you. guest on In The Cut. <laughs> This was In The Cut, hosted by me, Stephanie Hodges, and Taylor Hosking. We were edited and produced by Joyce Varman. This podcast was brought to you by The Daily Pennsylvanian. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. Oh.